Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. In this episode, Lieutenant Colonel Gregory Reeder of the United States Marine Corps talks about how the Marines are integrating social media into their operations and more after this. On the Record Online is the official podcast of the Public Relations Society of America International Conference. To hear in-depth one-on-one interviews with PRSA conference keynoters, presenters, and panelists, search keyword PRSA on our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Join us October 16th through 19th in Washington, D.C. for the PRSA 2010 International Conference. So, so here's what I, I want to talk about a few things with you. First of all, thank you for doing this. I, the, the first thing I want to talk to you about is how does an organization like the United States Marine Corps deal with a world where everybody becomes a spokesperson and everyone's using social media and uh, there's no way to sort of funnel information through some sort of central clearinghouse? Well, the Marine Corps is a lot like many other organizations, and it's and it's a lot unlike it in a lot of different ways. And, and it's unlike it in regard to uh, you talked about empowering people and making them spokespeople. Bottom line is, Marines are all outstanding spokespeople. The difference for I think the Marine Corps is that unlike corporate in, environments, Marines have to go through a whole life-changing training and evaluation process to become a Marine. So after they've earned that title, they're part of a family. They're part of a brotherhood or a, a closer-knit organization than you might have with somebody that's working for a corporation. So just by virtue of being in that family, just like anybody else that's in a family, you can talk bad amongst your family members, but when you talk about your family to other people, generally speaking, you have a solid, passionate feeling about your family. So. We, we rely on and we understand and we count on Marines just to talk about the Marine Corps as best they see fit. And we're not looking for them to always have a positive message. We just want them to be as most honest and trustworthy and, and solid as they can in their, in their conversations. And generally speaking, they usually uh, tell the story pretty straightforward how it is. A good anecdote to that was uh, I've heard a story in the past where a reporter wanted to uh, really get the dirt on how bad things were in a combat environment, so he thought he'd ask a cold and wet and tired Marine, you know, his opinions on what he was doing out there. And true to form, the Marine's response was, the only thing I wish I had was not a sleeping bag or a warm place to stay. I just wish I had more ammunition. So he's, we have good spokespeople out there, and so we don't have to do a lot to empower them. They do that themselves. But, but um, you know, uh, the, the Joint Chiefs has, has said in, in, in public forums, and we all know, you cannot win a war with guns and grenades alone. You have to also win trust and confidence. So beyond the information operations component that may or may not be in place, because I know that's not what you deal with. You deal with information intended for public release. To what extent can public affairs and to what extent can, you know, service members start to actually 
represent the core publicly through social media without clearing it through a public affairs officer. Because, you know, you guys took some heat last year uh, when uh, there was the uh, stories that you guys put out the edict about um, restricting the use of um, uh, of social media on, uh, I think it's called uh, Nipranet. Right. Um, well, I know we took some heat, and, and there are some other magazines that kind of made it into a bigger issue than it might have been originally. I think there's a large portion of organizations out there right now that don't permit their employees or their staff to access social media sites from within the corporate environment. And so we took some heat for that, and that's exactly what the Marine Corps has always done and continues to do to make sure that we maintain safety and security for our Marines. Unlike a lot of corporations, if there's a leak in uh, content or information about a, a secret ingredient or formula or um, internal process, you know, that can mean loss in profits and bad things for shareholders. For the Marine Corps, it can mean loss of life. And so it's an important thing that we got to maintain the security of that network and balance it with giving everybody the ability to do social media. It's a lot like going on a, um, a class trip, I guess. You know, you've got different aspects of that. There's parents that want to make sure their children are safe. Teachers want to make sure the students get the best benefit from the trip. And the kids on the trip just want to have fun. So the Marine Corps is a lot like that. We've got people out there that are worried about safety. And thank goodness that they're there because they don't want malicious content or attacks on our network. And then we've got the uh, the Marines that just want to say what they want to say and, and be on with their job. And then in my field, the job of public affairs is to make sure that those those folks all play nicely together and understand what the priorities are. My understanding is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Nipronet is an open source network of DOD and that that is... You know that, that even if you did infiltrate that network, there's no inocu- there's no secretive information there that could compromise operations. Is that true? Well, there's there's other information that's on the Nipronet that uh, that if you aggregate it, it becomes dangerous to somebody to have in their hands. There's also stuff in there that's called FOUO or for official use only. There's personally identifying information in there with you know some other information that isn't necessarily for public release. And although it's the non-secure network, which is the Nippernet, um, it doesn't mean that it's free and open to the public. So if it does get hacked, so to speak, or it does get infiltrated, not only can it compromise aggregated information, it can also reduce the effectiveness of people to do their jobs. When I think about the um, training program, you know, I don't, I've never, obviously never done it. I'm not a Marine, but it's mythical. You know, it's featured in movies as being something that's grueling and very difficult. You called it a transformation. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, people have worldwide a lot of respect for the training that has been instituted by the Marine Corps. And so my question is, if, if the, if the Marine Corps can institute training to help a, uh, a service member uh, use equipment to fight. Couldn't the Marine Corps produce a similar training to teach them to win trust and confidence through social media? Yeah, I think you're, it's an absolutely good point, and we're on track to start doing that today. Right now there's a, a schoolhouse called the Defense Information School, and uh, each one of the services provides input to that school to determine what the curriculum is going to be. And the newest addition to that, they go through a process called training tactics and procedures 
to outline what the course is going to have. And the newest one has aspects and instruction and details on how to implement uh, social media. So the tough part about this, unlike a weapon system where you know what the uh, firing rate is and you know how much ammo it can hold and you know all the other limitations, social media, as you well know, changes rapidly. So to develop a, a standard program to make sure people understand how to employ this tool is quite a challenge. But the, the services have started that process and, and hope to make it even better over time. Greg, I've got to think, you know, you, you may be able to know how much ammo a weapon holds, but when you are commanding troops in the field, I've got to think you are making judgment calls second by second that are critical. And really, you know, social media is kind of the same thing. It's a decision of what to put and what not to put online. And how can you, you know, somehow impart the wisdom to your service members to pull that off? It seems to me, based on my experience, and as you know, I mean, I've worked with you guys. I've trained literally thousands of um, communications folks worldwide. I know it can be taught. But it's, I would bet my suspicion is, and you can either confirm or deny it, that at the top of the Pentagon, I would imagine are a number of generals who are largely inactive on social media and just don't get this stuff and are just afraid of it. Am I right? Most likely. I, I don't know. I can't speak for the, the folks at the top, but I do remember going through that same kind of phase when... The World Wide Web became a big issue, and that was viewed at as something new and mysterious, and now it's an accepted practice. Um, and I believe that this is going to go through the same thing. The difference now, though, is that there, there's a lot of common things and there's a lot of uncommon things that we have to learn how to do collectively. And, and the common things is the way we deliver information and, and in our case, tell the Marine Corps story isn't going to change. We, we have the same story and the same proud heritage to tell everyone. Um, the methods that we use might be a little bit different, but the same things that we have to say and the same people that we want to talk to are still there. The thing that's tough to tell the folks at the top is that we can no longer deliver these command or corporate messages that explain who it is, who we are and what we do. We now have to listen to the conversations that are out there and find a better way to share what they want to know about us rather than just telling them who we are. So, but they're 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 getting it some faster than others, and and it, I think it's definitely uh, it's only upswing of our capabilities to do it. We have a whole new staff here at the Department of Defense that's handling new media, and uh, a lot of exciting times. A collective group of people that's trying to make it happen. The top-rated, longest-running social media communications training program comes to Los Angeles this August 2010. Bring your laptop, log on, and learn the ins and outs of effective social media communications and search engine optimization. Reserve your space by logging on to www.newmediaprbootcamp.com. You know, I've, we, I've shared these uh, thoughts with you before, uh, but, but, you know, when I think about how social media could be used by an organization like the Marine Corps or really any um, uh, division of the armed forces, it's as much to empower people within the armed forces to help each other as it is to let the center of the organization inform the edges. And it just seems to me that, you know, in, unless you've got some protocol that provides um, reasonable 
uh, and easy to understand guidelines for how to use that without compromising operational security, you know, that, that you'll really be unable to leverage the, the true benefit that social media has to offer. Because it seems to me like I, I've got to think, I've got to think every day, if not every week or, you know, very often, there is someone going, being deployed. <clears throat> and when that person be, is deployed for the first time, he's faced with a number of questions or she's faced with a number of questions. What do I do my, about my bank account? How do I handle this? Uh, if I'm leaving behind a family, you know, how do I care for them? All these questions, right? And so right now, I would imagine that the Marine Corps provides the answers to those questions, but probably, you know, the, the, the real helpful tips that uh, service members get are probably from one another. Hey, I've done this before. By the way, if you do this, if you do that. And social networking is a great way to do that. But obviously, you know, if you open up the floodgates, it's totally uncontrolled and you've got everybody just talking to each other and it's unfiltered. And I would imagine something like that probably scares command. Am I right? To some extent, but uh, I was just given a discussion just a couple of days ago, and it was to some senior leaders that were going through uh, some other education courses, and one of the talks uh, evolved into a discussion on social media, and you had the side of the room that deals with security explaining their uh, opposition, and for good reason, and then you had the other side of the room that just felt that it was maybe or maybe not a fad, but one of the uh, senior Marines there made a great point, and he told the rest of the room how important it is that we we embrace this. Uh, in case in point, he had a Marine that um, was doing her job, was doing a great job, and uh, had become a friend of his on Facebook, so he wanted to monitor all his Marines. He embraced that technology. Come to find out, paying attention to her post on there, that she was suffering from depression and she was having some problems outside of her work, and he was able to get her the help he needed. And he shared that with the group, and I, I think it sets off a lot of light bulbs when, when leaders and Marines understand that they can do an even better job of helping, helping each other by using this type of media. And I, I think that's going to push us over the edge on a wider acceptance when people realize that this is just another way to communicate and help their fellow Marines get the job done and take care of themselves. Talk to us about this new policy. Uh, do you anticipate it will have a, a, a real thawing effect with command? I, I think it'll help overall for two reasons. Is one, there's a two-part policy that's coming out. One tells the uh, overall Marine in the Marine Corps reminders on how to conduct yourself online. It's really nothing new. It reminds people about password strength and security and things to remember that they put online. And it really just gives them some better guidelines to say, listen, if you're going to do this, this is how you're going to be safe. So that helps with commanders give professional education to their Marines and remind them of what is good and what may not be good. And it also, there's another part of the policy that comes out that tells public affairs, Marines, and personnel, this is how you use these tools, and this is where you can go for help, and this is how we can all do our jobs better. So going back to my previous analogy about that school field trip, both of those policies help satisfy all those constituents that may be worried about security or benefits or freedom. Um, talk to us for a little bit about um, you know integrating social media into public affairs because that's that's what you do, right? Tell us about what you do and and how you're addressing uh, social media because you're running you've been running communications uh, which is you know magazines and newspapers and conventional outlets, right? We have been one of our biggest. Avenues has been, though, Marines.mil, the Marine Corps' official website. So 
we were already familiar with the benefit and the value of having online information. Our challenge is to, to try and herd the cats, so to speak, of all the people out there that are trying to do great things that may not be doing it the best way. So we started off by just putting out guidelines, standard operating procedures, rules of engagement, simple, quick read items that can tell Marines how to do their jobs in a better fashion when using social media, and centralizing a place for all of them to sign up so that we can not only track who has a site out there, but have a nice directory for anybody else that wants information about the Marine Corps. So if they want to find out about an expeditionary unit or a uh, base somewhere, they can go to one centralized directory and find that. And the other part of it is developing a common community for all of us to uh, get together and discuss these issues and uh, benefit from collective training and come up with better ways of doing it down the road. If um, you, know, you mentioned you, you were at this meeting and they, there were the security folks in the room and the public affairs folks and you're talking about social media. And I imagine, you know, you, you also mentioned this idea of herding cats, which implies that within, you know, these groups you're working in, people have different opinions, right? So what's your opinion? If, if, if you were the commandant or if you were the joint chiefs uh, of staff, what would you do? What would your uh, prescription for successfully integrating social media into the Department of Defense be? Well, I don't want to speculate what the commandant should do, but uh, I mean, from my perspective on uh, how to best do social media, I think there's a lot of great ideas that are already in place right now. The, the Department of Defense, as I mentioned before, has, has set up a new, the new media cell that's, that's coming up with some common ground that we can all use put out stuff, uh, put out information, and, and do it better. I think what the Commandant would do or what I would do is already happening with, with the great work that people are doing by the most recent policy from the Department of Defense that talks about opening up access through the NipperNet to make it more accessible by the different services um, and understand that we all have a, a more global responsibility to get to things nowadays. Got it. So um, you've obviously had an illustrious career in the Marine Corps. Um, I know you spent some time downrange yourself. <clears throat> if, if you, um, I mean, based on your experiences, Greg, uh, could you see a day when uh, Marines are outfitted not just with grenades and artillery, but with iPods and laptops as well? Something like standard issue. Here's your communicator this is the device you're going to use to win trust and confidence you've been trained to use it and here's your m16 well we're we already do that today the, the, i mean we're always going to have i mean we're, the marine corps is warriors we're there to win win wars make marines and and fight the nation's battles and that's not going to change uh, the ability to communicate what we're doing and when we're doing it we still have to weigh against the operation that we're involved in. But today, public affairs, Marines, combat cameramen and women are out there right now armed with the capability to capture content and send it back. Uh, we probably have to lock down some quicker methods for them to transmit that content. But right now, they're all armed with weapons and cameras and the capability to write and deliver that information. We just got to facilitate making that delivery better. You know, the real challenge I see facing not just the Marine Corps, but really all government, is there's so much open source information out there. I mean, you know, this, this um, uh, crisis happened in Haiti, 
and uh, the information that was available on open source was immediate it was unfiltered and you know there was enough of it for you really to get a first draft of history without having to wait for content that was filtered and approved to get out and i guess what i wonder is i mean if i'm first of all i'm a civilian i'm a us civilian so for you as a public affairs officer i'm your target i'm 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 really your audience that you're talking to so if i go to the marine corps website or the dod website or the state department website or any government agency website and what i find on there is out of sync with what i'm finding through open source and if it's considerably out of sync say 6 hours out of sync or 8 hours out of sync I might actually think, wow, they don't want to acknowledge this, or my gosh, they're so slow, or whatever I might think, wow, there's such a bureaucracy in place that they can't get information out quick enough. Whatever my, my impression is, the, my, the end result, the action I'll probably take in the future is I won't go back to that website for information. I'll go to open source information. So I guess how does – because I, I get how you guys are addressing social media from a public affairs standpoint, but how does – the U.S. Marine Corps and I guess you know the rest of the DoD figure out how to align without necessarily endorsing open source content. Well, the the, the uh, buzzwords that we have for public affairs in the Marine Corps is maximum disclosure with minimum delay. But to your point, you know, what's your definition of minimum? <laughs> so the problem with the Department of Defense or the Marine Corps is—it's uh, not really a problem. It's our responsibility is to make sure that we deliver accurate information. The challenge is the open source information doesn't necessarily have that higher level of responsibility. Their job is to tell the story as fast as they can, and then they can clear up any inaccuracies later. Our job is to make sure that the accurate story gets out, or at least as much information that we have gets out as soon as possible. So it takes longer to do that. It's easy to say something happened uh, in the you know, aircraft is off course or a bomb went astray without knowing all the facts. It's different to tell people where the bomb went off and where the aircraft is until you find out. So uh, it's a bigger challenge. But being able to embrace that open source has already been happening for the past few years with us being able to embed media. You know, we, it was looked at for a long time that they weren't necessarily friendly. They were, you know, they had an alternate agenda, but that has gone away. And most certainly it's been gone for a long time with the Marine Corps. Overall, the Marine Corps embraces embedded journalists. We want to make sure that they're there seeing our story and telling our story just like it is as soon and as fast as they want to, insofar as they don't compromise anybody's safety or the operation. So we were hand-in-hand with the folks that have that immediate capability, and then we have our own channels to make sure that we're getting out the most accurate content. When you think about social media, uh, what keeps you up at night? What's, what's your biggest concern? The biggest concern and worry people have is operational security. Somebody that either not, not even malicious, they just share information through social media channels that can compromise somebody's safety or they can compromise an operation, and it, or it can compromise security of something else. So those are the big concerns, is that somebody's going to accidentally put something out there that's going to jeopardize something. But, and it can happen, and it happens all the time. It's just something we got to make sure we're aware of. But, Greg, these Marines are walking around with artillery and grenades, and we trust them not to pull the pin unless they need to. 
can't they just be trained to use social media without compromising operational security? It doesn't seem that insurmountable, is it? Am I missing something? No, it's it's the same challenge we've always had of making sure that they understand the the rules of engagement and the limitations on what they can and can't share. But Marines will talk to family members and thinking that it's safe, and family members may not understand the importance of keeping that information close hold. And there's there's lots of ways that it can get out there that can cause people trouble, and uh, we just got to constantly remind Marines that information is just as important as weapon safety, for example. So you make a good point, but it's something we've been doing all along. It's just something we got to make sure that we do even more so with social media because, as you know, in this venue, if you put something out in one place on a social media site, it can quickly get distributed to millions of outlets. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Reeder, uh, thanks for being a good sport and putting up with me. Oh, and thank you for the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to talk to you here. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.